Learning doesn't stop when we graduate from high school or college or any other form of standardized education, and it certainly doesn't stop at a certain age or even if you've never finished school. So today, I am going to teach you the two big things that you need for learning to take place. Hey there, everybody. My name is Justin. Welcome to the Strength, Yoga, and Freedom podcast. Yeah, this is the podcast where we use the philosophy of yoga in a practical and everyday way, one small step at a time to become happier people. Yes, and you can connect with me at Justin Ricky Yoga on Instagram, J-U-S-T-I-N-R-I-C-C-I-Y-O-G-A. You can also follow the link that's in the show notes to connect with me on Instagram. And of course, you can also subscribe through the links in the show notes to our weekly email. You can check out our YouTube channel and you can also support the podcast through the links or even buy me a coffee. And for those of you who are doing those things, thank you. I also encourage you to share these episodes with anyone who you feel needs them, right? If you feel like someone in your life may be struggling with a topic that we talk about and you feel like just a little bit of inspiration may help them, that's what we're here for. So with that being said, I wanna begin today's episode and getting into these two big things right away because if you're like me, my attention span can go haywire at times, right? And I really like like to focus on the point at hand rather than beating around the bush. And that's something that's leading us in to learning because learning, we all learn in a little bit of a different way, specifically if you have a certain personality type, there's research that's done that shows that we all learn in a different way, but we all actually still have the capabilities to learn things and create habits. And so I wanna preface these two things by saying that all of this, whether you have the attention span where you can pick something up quickly or whether it takes you a while, all of this is connected to yoga through Svedyaya. Yes, Svedyaya is all about self-study. You only are going to know what kind of a learner you are or how you learn things or in what method you might learn them the best by studying yourself. And self-study, the act of self-study, is a big, big, big key to become a happier person, and here's why. You are not going to learn anything about yourself by studying other people all the time. Of course, we can use other people and other things and other ways we do things as examples and conduct research, but to put it bluntly, we are not going to learn anything if we continue to worry about or if we try to change everyone else in our life because we're then taking our focus away from changing ourselves, for growing for ourselves, and which will in turn then allow us to pour that goodness out onto other people. So it often amazes me how much codependency goes on out in the world. The trauma that people never work through and never face winds up in the hands of everyone else. I see it constantly, you see it constantly, we all as a group see it constantly with couples, people who are in a romantic relationship, we see it in family dynamics, we see it with children, we see it with workplaces, we see it in friendships, on and on. And it is though, 
is if your friend maybe might be gone for a week and you've lost all your sense of self. Like you can't even operate without your friend around. Like operate on a basic level. You've seen people like that. I used to be someone like that. I used to be someone who when someone who I really cared about was out of my life for a little while, they were gone away somewhere, I used to feel like I was lost. One of the things that I really learned is people enhance your life tremendously. They enhance it. They help you grow. They help you learn. But notice I said the word help. They are not, though, your life because you are not a fraction. You're not made up of you and another person. At the end of the day, the person who lays their head down on the pillow is you. So someone else does not and cannot complete you. So if you hear people or you think hey, that other person completes me, it's time for Svedyaya. It's time to do some self-studying because you must be learning for you first, never for your spouse, your partner, whoever, okay? So that that is what it is. That's what it teaches us, Svedyaya, self-study, in that we're connecting the understanding of our true self and understanding the boxes we keep ourselves in because of things like fear and complaining and procrastinating and laziness and having a bad attitude and projecting, uh, and of course, the codependency, all that stuff I just talked about. So there's a question I'm going to pose to you that I want you to think about during the next few minutes together that we have uh, in this episode of this podcast, as well as when this episode is over. I want you to think about it, and you may need to come back and listen again. And this is the question. What are you noticing in other people that you are not willing or able to notice in yourself? I'm going to ask you that again. What are you noticing in other people that you are not willing or able to notice in yourself? And here's why I ask you this question. You actually wouldn't notice in someone else what isn't inside of you or that you haven't already dealt with in yourself because uh, common sense tells you you have to know what something looks like in order to notice it in someone else, right? You have to know what an apple is before you pick up an apple. You don't know what an apple is unless you've had experience with an apple. So for the majority of us who are adults or young adults, we know what things feel like or what things look like because we've felt them or looked like them to ourselves and we notice them in other people. So I'll ask you the question again. What are you noticing in others that you are not willing or able to notice in yourself? So it's time to unravel yourself out of the box because when you do, when you unravel yourself and take yourself out of those boxes that we keep ourselves in at times, it's easier to have a wonderful and meaningful conversation or enriched interactions where you really feel that fun, that sense of fulfillment, that little part of you, your core, your higher self, that version of you that goes, oh, this is great, this is fun. Because those are the things that you discover when you come out of the box rather than when you're coming from ego. When you're coming from ego or you have a relationship that has ego involved, then there's arguing, there's fighting, there's the silent treatment, there's manipulation, there's control, et cetera, et cetera. And that's not where we operate to gain happiness. Now, healthy relationships are going to have stumbling blocks and we're gonna talk about that. Healthy relationships do have moments where you're going to 
grow together. Note I said grow. So it's not about the ego. It's not about fighting to know who's right and who's not right or who wants to win an argument or who's going to be the one who's going to make the compromise every single time. That's all ego. We're talking about unraveling yourself out of the box and understanding what makes you tick. That's what gains happiness for you and that's what you need to unlock in order to have learning take place. And this is where we lead into the first big thing that you need to have that will let you cultivate more learning in yourself. And that is this, see the world as your inner child. Okay, what does that mean? Well, first of all, just saying that, and even when I was writing this out, it made me actually cringe a bit because uh, my inner child was abused for a very, very long time. Maybe yours was too. Maybe it wasn't. But there's a lot to work through when it comes to your inner child. Most of us as, ch- as children experience some type of trauma. We may have experienced death. We may have experienced some loss of some other type, uh, whether that be something with a person, as I just mentioned with death, or whether it's uh, a pet or even something uh, like a house or something more material that is suddenly taken from you. I've experienced that. You may experience have experienced that as well. But that's not the conversation that you and I are having today, how to work through childhood trauma. We're not talking about that. We are having this conversation out of a place of self-study. And, I, and, and so I want you to understand that we're looking at the inner child, not from a place of, okay, we need to work to heal the inner child. That's something you want to work through with a, with a therapist or someone medical professional who you feel like you could trust completely with that. We're just talking about Svedyaya here. And that's how we get our inner child that we know and we know that inner child loved to have fun, okay? Because that's what happens to you when you take yourself out of the box. You start to have more fun. You see, when you were younger, you did have moments or days or longer where you were just having such a great time. Even in your really early years, you're playing with things. And you know, for those of you that follow me, you know I just adopted a new kitten who is four months old. His name is Dylan. And Dylan, I'm watching before my very eyes be playful. He's so playful. And you were playful like that when you were just a young little boy or a young little girl. And when you knew that when you went to bed, you were going to be tired from playing or being at school with your friends. You were carefree. You just laid your head down and you went right to sleep. And again, I'm not downplaying things that happened to us as children that were traumatizing. Of course, we have to deal with that. We're just not tapping into that kind of work. We're tapping into fun. You see, when you see the world as your inner child, it becomes more playful. Now, all those ego things we learned growing up, so that we can feel like we're going to have like this quote normal life uh, with a husband or a wife or two kids and a dog with a white picket fence, okay? Fuck that. You get to live the fun life you want to live. And that's why I pose the question to you about what you notice in other people. Really though, what are you noticing? An example I'm going to give you is that I always looked at people who were happy and I would get jealous about their happiness and wished I had it myself. Well, 
what sense does that make? Did you ever have that? You, you might have, and I, I know I did. That's why I stopped worrying about what other people were doing and how their happiness was going to come. And I started operating day to day based on what made me feel happy. Things that my inner child likes, like traveling and cooking and writing and reading and learning and being active and eating good meals and having fun, drama-free conversations and challenging my limits and going on roller coasters and spending time out in nature. Like Those are the things that make my inner child speak to me and go, boom, I love this stuff. That's the me. That's the me that's unboxed. When you're worried about looking at what everyone else is doing and what their version of happiness is or their version of a perfect life is or you're trying to understand what they're going to say or think or feel or do, you're then not focusing on yourself and that inner child who just wants to have a shit ton of fun. Now, people are going to treat you in a way that you don't like and it's going to be challenging. And if someone treats you in a way that challenges your happiness... You set a boundary. And if you've been listening to me for a while on my podcast or even the YouTube channel, you know that you can either silently set a boundary based on someone's repeat behavior patterns, or you can actually set one with your mouth, with words, based on where you want that relationship to go. I find that setting boundaries with people who are who see me and who are warm relationships, who make me feel happy, I find setting boundaries with them is so easy and so carefree and boom, they just get it. And then when they set a boundary with me, I get it and it's just, that's it. But when it's this back and forth nonsense, you're not tapping into that inner child anymore. And that inner child just wants to be happy. And so it's very important to see your world through that child's eyes and have a boat ton of fun. And if someone comes in your way, you just gotta set the boundary and determine where they're going to be in your life. It's just as simple as that. But we complicate things, don't we? We sure do. Now, that's the first big thing. The second big thing that's going to help you learn is so simple. So simple. Yet it's so complicated. And that is never, ever, ever read between the lines. That's right. Never. So along the same lines as what I mentioned before about looking for things in other people that we may have in us and recognize it, we can't look at what others say or write. This is saying or writing things. That's what I'm talking about between the lines, saying or writing. We can't look at what others say or write and try to read between the lines. And here's an example of that from my own life. And maybe you have this example too. I have had friends who have said multiple times that they will do something like, On Friday, let's go to this restaurant and then let's go to this place and do this activity and then let's go to this house and let's play board games together. And so you have all these plans because, well, that's what they just said. That's what they said or that's what they wrote. They they said that. So I'm not going to look for anything else in what they just said because that's what they said, right? I can ask for clarification if I want, like, oh, whose house is it? You know, I can ask for them to be a little more specific, but I am going to take them for their word. I am not going to read between lines and say, oh, my friend Jesse must be feeling a certain way because he wants to go eat, then he wants to go play laser tag, then he wants to do board games, he's got some aggression. Oh, okay. 
I, I really don't know what Jesse wants, even if I know Jesse very well. So I may have a friend named Jesse. I actually don't have a friend named Jesse. I'm just using that as an example. But even if you do have a friend like Jesse, who you know well, and you know that sometimes their patterns coincide with some of the things they do, great, fine. But at the end of the day, you need to just take what people say at face value and move forward that way. When you read between the lines, you're going into uncharted territory. Now, let's go a little deeper than just that example of Jesse wanting to do something. Let's talk about something, someone getting passive aggressive with you and saying something like this. Oh, I was surprised you did the dishes. If someone says that to me specifically, I would assume that they're specifically saying that because they don't think that I do the dishes. Oh, I was surprised you did the dishes. I understand what passive aggressive behavior means. And that person instead could say to me if they were just standing in their truth and outside of that box, remember Svedyaya? And they could say something like, you never do the dishes. Well, then maybe I could be checked as a person. Maybe I could have some, some responsibility thrown back at me if I'm not doing the dishes. But to passively aggressively say that because they assume they want me to read between the lines of what they're saying to make the assumption. And I just don't have time for doing that anymore. So I just don't do it. You see... Engaging in that type of behavior is going to prevent you from working on yourself and learning because you're busy trying to f figure out what someone else really means. If you wanna know what someone else really means, don't listen to what they say or write to you. Look at their actions and determine if someone else's behavior fits into what you need in a relationship. Take what they say at face value, but don't assume what they say is how it's going to be in an action or what they're gonna do in a, as a response to what they say. Just take what they say and just that's it. That's what they say. Wait until the actions go through. That's how you're really gonna know what someone's saying. Healthy relationships are not, not constant work. I'm using the word work. Some of us think that we have to do all this work to make a relationship successful. But the fact is, the best relationships grow organically and there's actually not work involved. I look at it as growing involved. You're growing, the other person is growing, you're growing together. That's a healthy relationship. Is there a little bit of work and growth? Of course there's work and growth. You're doing that work on your own. You're not working on the other person. You're not working to fix the other person. You are working for you and you're not taking what they tell you or say to you or write to you and you're going to make all these inferences about it because doing that is going to create a lot more unnecessary bullshit. And so look at the actions. The actions show you everything just as they, the others, their others actions show you everything. You show others everything. If you need to be on, t on time for something, then be on time. If you want consistency in your life, then get your ass up and go to the gym or go to your exercise class or get your working out done at home and get outside and get your walk done. And yes, doing exercising at home is really nice. It, it really is and it helps you get your body moving. But getting yourself out of your home because... Here's the thing, we all got stuck in this let's do everything at home mode for a year or two, and it's time to get into the world 
and be around other people. Because when you're around other people and you're working in a community towards a common goal, it holds you accountable. When you're at home by yourself, it there is more room for you to get excuses going in the brain. So we know, and research tells us, getting out into the world for exercise is better for us. And we're not gonna get into all of that research today. That could be done on another episode. So the bottom line here, folks, stop right. It's trying to read people's minds. You can't even read your own mind. I can't read my own mind half the time. Sometimes I don't even know what I'm thinking or doing. But what I do know is this. When I say something, I want what I say to be taken at face value because that's what I'm saying. So take what I'm saying as what I'm saying. I'm not trying to infer anything. I'm not trying to make you know, any other assumptions or I'm not directing things at certain people or certain things are going one way or the other. Like to me, doing something like that is so convoluted that my energy, I, I can't even begin to fathom putting my energy towards something like that. So when I say something, I say it and I mean it. That's it. And I do what I say and I say what I mean and all of that. And it took me a long time to, to learn how to do that. But I learned doing that by one simple thing. And that was not reading between the lines with other people. And I also learned it, to be quite honest with you, by seeing the world as my inner child because I know what I like and I know what fuels my fire and I live unapologetically that way. And so those are the things, those are the two big things that unlock more learning for you. You will learn so much more about yourself if you operate from your inner child, that core being, and if you stop trying to determine what everyone else means by what they say. It's just that simple, yet it isn't that simple, right? So go back to the question I asked you at the beginning of this episode. What are you noticing in other people that you are not willing or able to notice yourself? Something to really ponder as you go into your weekend ahead. And next week, we're gonna talk all about habits. Oh, habits, they're a great, great, great way to build more consistency and discipline in your life. And guess what? There's such good news about habits. You already have habits. You already know how to create them. You already know how to execute them. And you already know how to keep them up. You already do it. You already do it every day. And we're going to talk all about that in more detail next week. So I'll see you then. Okay, one last thing. The content in the Strength, Yoga, and Freedom podcast is not intended as a replacement or a substitution for the advice of any medical professional, like a physician, a psychologist, or a qualified therapist, or any other medical professional. It is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only.